<laughs> so uh, we're here with another episode of Loitering And, and we got another very special guest here with us today outside next to the dumpster and shopping carts <laughs> and power stations. I don't know if this is safe. We're like sitting in a cancer cluster <laughs> right here. <laughs> but we're here with uh, we're here with Dan Price. Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? Welcome, Dan. Thank you very much. Are you for excited to be on? I am. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm, I'm we wouldn't have you on if you weren't. I got a boner. It's great. <laughs> When's the last time you loitered? Uh, dude, it has been. It's been a lot of years, and this is bringing me back to the old memories. <laughs> just a little less weed in the in the in the loitering in the parking lot. You know, mm -hmm. we're should have brought the weed. Nah, we're good. <laughs> So, uh, Dan, you're an artist, writer. You make your, you have your comic books. You do, and yep. uh, by by trade, you're a graphic designer. You said, right? This is correct. This so, uh, how many how many comic books have you worked on, or I've, what are you working on currently? I have worked on uh, three titles thus far. Uh, all create our own projects. Uh -huh. um, the first one was Latex Avenger. I did the first issue in uh, 2007. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Yeah. The the premise of the book is uh, Latex Avenger and his sidekick Spermicidal Foam Lab together <laughs> together they're repelling crime 99.9% of the time. <laughs> and they uh, that book I, I did the first issue as a lark uh, more than anything else. Mm -hmm. The uh, basically I'd been working for a greeting card company for a while uh, and wanted to do some. It was started com coming up with the concept during that. I had done you know 38 cards in a product line and all the ancillary products with that that was about a year of my life working yeah. on that stuff and when you get done working on a very sweet and kind and can you give us an example of some of the green cards oh uh, you know i mean it was, <laughs> was just it like a major ones. company yeah no 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 oh, okay. it was it was, a, it was an upstart you know and so um it was no it's just the humorous cards and you know they weren't but they weren't humorous enough to be biting, and they weren't sweet enough to be sweet. No you know 3D I mean? pop-ups. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, you pull the thing and it falls. You know. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, but, so I did that, and then I was like, I wanted to do something very different. So I, I was painting. I, I paint when I'm not you doing wanted, all this you stuff. You know, you had all that built up. A lot of raunchiness. Yeah, you I got a lot of pent up, you know, sexual aggression that I needed to I've get been, out on the art page. I've so. been listening. I talked about last podcast. I've been last podcast. I've been listening to. Uh, they're watching us uh -oh. loiter. They're watching us <laughs> loiter as we speak. The helicopters are coming. Put the microphone down! <laughs> Two, three, put the microphone down! <laughs> They're up to get They're on to us, man. We've been doing about, this is going to be our... Because I just did, that was 17, it might be our 19th. I'm trying to remember now. It's our 19th. It's going to be our 19th episode. Uh, all right, Almost lucky 20. 19. Lucky right. 19. So, you know, FBI and stuff, they've been watching us. We've been loitering all over the place. <laughs> they don't like it. Oh, yeah. They don't like They're it. They're following but, you. It's your group on. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, I've been listening to a audiobook, a biography of Walt Disney, and a big thing was like, they worked so hard, especially when they were coming out with the with the uh, Snow White movie. They were working so hard and drawing all these like wholesome characters and everything that they t even talked about in the book was they would sit around and draw Snow White getting gang banged by the elves <laughs> oh, and, or yeah. by the dwarves and everything oh, yeah. just to like just to fucking do it because they needed to fucking release. I have a book at home called uh, Dirty Pictures by Fame uh, by uh, by uh, what is it called? Basically, like dirty pictures by by clean people or uh -huh. something like that, and it was uh it was all like artists from over the years that you knew for being sweet, like Dr. Seuss. Well, oh, Ge really? Geisel himself used to do some very perverted work when he wasn't oh. working under the name Seuss. And same thing with Disney, and then the guys who you know Schuster and Siegel who did uh -huh. Superman. You, they're, they're all this weird little you know quirky scribbly book stuff that they used to do back in the day. Yeah. It's filled with all of that, and That's it's just crazy. it's awesome. You know, really I mean, funny. yeah, I'd I have mean, to check that book out. I if I, next time I bump to you, remind me, I'll bring it over. It's so. probably all over the internet, but I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. Just look it all up. 
but uh, <laughs> you know, and like oh, it's not Bill Neal. That's a different. There's a Bill something or other. I got a I've got a book of his work too. He used to do a bunch of work for Playboy and that sort of thing, like all yeah. the old all the old uh, cartoons from like in the '60s and '70s and stuff like that. Uh, he did that, and then he would do all these other, you know, a little bit more sophisticated works, you know. So it's funny, the ones who work on the what you think would be like the Playboys and the more perverse stuff, right. they'll work cleaner when they're not working <laughs> on that, and then yeah. the other way around. Just get so. sick of doing one thing, you gotta branch <laughs> off. And, you you know, gotta let those creative roots, you know, go out. That's how it worked for <laughs> me. I mean, because like when like I was doing the, the greeting cards, and then I was painting. Right? Yeah. I did a painting series that was like 50 paintings, and then I did oh, the wow. comic book. Yeah, and then I did the comic book, Latex Avenger. And then I went back into painting for a while. And then when that was done, like in 2010, I basically said, all right, um, I want to get back into the book. And so I started working on issue two. And then I had two titles running for Latex Avenger, basically. Mm -hmm. There was the regular book, a main issue. And then there was something called Latex Avenger Quickie, which was like a five-page <laughs> story, six-page story, something like that. And uh, so I was running those two books. And then um, met up with Bonadami in 2011, mm -hmm. actually, at the... Uh, at the 24-hour uh, comic day that year. Okay. And uh, he and I, we, we immediately started the friendship. And from there, um, we worked on Latex Avenger for about a year together. And then from there, we picked up, uh, we started doing Masters of the Obvious for Hound Comics. Uh, Hound had seen Latex Avenger and liked it. They thought it was funny, but it's a guy wearing a rubber on his head and he's got, <laughs> you, know, you know, fighting characters like Manibus, a gigantic kaiju <laughs> pot monster, and Kosher the Pig, this foul-talking, you know, you know, Kosher Pig, you know, and <laughs> Sexy Nurse America, and Bicurio, and all these characters like that. So it wasn't really in their wheelhouse in terms uh -huh. of what they were used to in their PG-13 environment. Hmm. So they wanted that same kind of snark, they wanted that same kind of thing, could you create something for us based on that? And Bon and I had already been playing with the idea of Masters at that point anyway, so we co-created Masters together for Hound, and uh, we did that as a webcomic for a year. Very and, cool. Uh, and it ended up, we published, uh, in May, a uh, 60-page book came out of uh, a year's worth of Masters. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Nice. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And then um, and while we were doing that, we also got picked up to do a project for the Stan Lee Foundation called Excel, which we oh, actually wow. created called Excelsior. Wow. And, uh, and it's based on yeah, Excelsior. So it's the uphill adventures of a boy named Stanley, and it's uh, based on the idea of Stanley as a kid, long before he goes to work for Marvel, long before he could. He was tall enough to ride the ride. He had these great <laughs> ideas. But he's a small kid, big ideas. What right. do you do with it when you're in that at that age? So he was like inventing his own superheroes and all of that stuff. That story's actually we had to take a break from it. Um, I'm wrapping up the lettering of the last issue, uh, the last episodes, and the colorist has the new the last strip right now so we're going to wrap that thing up it's just it was a little 12 episode arc mm -hmm. and so we're that's another web comic it was a web comic yeah. yeah and so um you can see that on the website i sent you guys uh, masters yeah, of yeah. the .com, by the way where you can reach you can read episodes of all of late masters you can read all of excelsior and there's like four issues of latex avenger on the site right now just to go read for free yeah so, that's awesome nice. yeah so everyone needs to check that out, mastersoftheobvious.com. Yeah, mastersoftheobvious.com. Comic.com. Yeah, yeah, there's a band or something. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure they're great. But, uh, the, uh, At least they know how to pick a good name. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are like the books that I basically worked on up until this point. So, so are you still are you still working on pretty much Master, uh, Master of the Obvious and um, Latex Avenger still? Or? Uh, so the next book that's coming out is actually going to be uh, Latex Avenger meets Masters of the Obvious. Oh, so there actually uh. there's going to be a uh, crossover between the two uh, the two uh, teams or two groups 
uh, it, coming up, uh, Bonadami, the artist who on uh, Latex and Masters is doing that book as well. Is that going to be through Hound? Or That's going to be through it? Hound, yeah. How do they feel about getting the Latex Avenger? So they were, once they, okay, so what ended up happening was, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, what ended up happening the was they were not, no, they, well, the, originally they wanted to lose the condom. You're like, I gotta take the off his head. He's know, gotta be the, raw. Yeah. <laughs> Bareback Avenger. And, uh, we can change that name. Yeah. No, so what they ended up doing was, um, we came up with, a, with an agreement, basically. Um, I said I was comfortable with working with an M, with an MPAA PG-13 rating mm -hmm. and uh, following those rules uh, because those rules work fine for me. Uh, you know, the PG-13 standard is you can curse, but only to a point. You can say that you can say fuck, but you can't say motherfucker. You can't use those they words no together. No problem with condoms. No problem with condoms. No problem with you know like drugs. You can mention marijuana and stuff like that, but you can't talk about hardcore drugs and things like that. Which is you know which you know because when you have a character like Manibus, like I mentioned, you know <laughs> that's going to come up. So we you know, but I don't want to. But I'm not trying to glorify that type of thing. But it's funny. I mean, yeah. at the same time, it's just funny. It's I just mean, funny. If you I mean, watch Family, yeah, and if you yeah. watch Family Guy or if you watch Rick and Morty or if mm. you watch anything like that, you it's it's dribbled throughout it's, all of yeah, that. Anyway. Nothing so. you're to take too seriously. I Just mean, I remember have a the good Simpsons, time reading it. I remember the Simpsons had an episode where there was a blind guy who got busted prepping pot on. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he goes, and, he the, and, and uh, Chief Wakem says, "What's this for?" He says, "It keeps me from going blinder." You know, <laughs> I mean that kind of thing. So I just I remember that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. It's where the. He, he uh, gets the credit card and gets all that stuff, and they repo Santa's little helper oh, yeah. instead of Laddie. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, Laddie. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, so we did, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, so we're going to do that. And so that issue is kind of going to be fun because uh, I'm looking at it as a little bit more of a cinematic situation rather than, you know, all these comics have been designed to be translated to animation in the mm -hmm. end of the day. So short little stories that wouldn't take more than 23 minutes to tell if you were animating it. This is a bit more of a bigger story where you've got this 2,000-year-old uh, intergalactic cougar from outer space <laughs> who's, uh, who's trying to, you know, before her... Uh, her um, what is it? The menopause. change here, menopause. menopause. Yeah, it starts to kick in. She wants to get. She wants to impregnate one last time. So After she's 2, on. Years. Yeah, two thousand years. So the masters come across this uh, this sexual anomaly in space and decide That's that they awesome. need to get. They need to bring in the big guns to stop the problem. So they go back in time to the night that Latex Avenger is being roasted by the rest of the superhero society. Kind of like those Comedy Central roasts. Uh -huh. And uh, so they're they're roasting Latex Avenger and uh, show up at the roast to take him to back into the space. And so it's funny because he thinks when they show up, there's these five people. And just real quick about that, that team, you got Dr. Biclops. He's got two eyes. The, vis <laughs> the visible woman, you can't miss her. Uh, there's Dorculon, the indentured geek robot. LeBron, the snapping turtle. Don't make him snap. You wouldn't like him when he snaps. And the amazing Todd. And what's so amazing about him, what's not. When these five people show up at the roast, Latex Avenger doesn't know what to do with them. And he thinks they're a gift from everybody. And he's like, he goes, ha, all right, you got me hookers. You know, and he, and he looks around and he goes, he goes you know, I usually work solo, no reason to hire the entire gangbang, you know. But, uh, you know, she'll work, you know, when you're the visible woman. And, you know, and so they go off in space and they have this adventure and et cetera and so That's forth. Awesome, so, sexual adventure. Yeah, well, you know, but there's no nudity. There's no, you know, one of the things about me is, like, I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking earlier. I'll, I don't mind, no, I think I was on the phone with somebody else. Uh, but I don't mind, you know, vulgarities and I don't mind bad language and I don't mind right. crude jokes. I'm all about it. 
but I don't, I'm not really interested in nudity or violence or sexuality so much in the comics other than a bad joke or a ridiculous hip, you know, somebody coming yeah. on to someone. Mainly because I, I've been to a lot of conventions and I've, you know, seen a lot of people That's what buy. You see everywhere. Yeah, and you know, I, to sexualize something like that, I want to keep it funny. And I, you know, and I, I've never really been into animation or cartooning as a sexual thing. And right. I know there's a lot of people who are into that, like that subversive thing, which is great. Do your thing, of, do your stuff. A lot of that out there. Yeah, there's sexual a lot of tentacles. Stuff. Yeah, a lot of that sort of, a lot of tentacles. A lot. We made fun of that in a latex book, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they. they um, it was, a, it was a group of us. Uh, it was our for 24-hour comic day in 2012. Uh, it was me and five other artists, including Bond and a few other guys, Shane Campos, Barry Comp, uh, Mike Morrow, and Devin Lawson. And we did a, a latex book, six artists, three uh, two writers, three letters, 20, uh, 24 pages in 24 hours. Uh, we did an entire book wow. where the storyline was that they jumped. For every time that the artist changed, they jumped dimensions to go oh, like with that. it. That's so we could, we could explain what is happening. But they go when Shane's segment where he's drawing it. They go to a, they go to uh, New Tokyo or something like that. You know, some like Uber Tokyo, and all these uh, hentai ninjas with tentacles are attacking them, and they're trying to love them long time and the whole thing. And anyway, it went it went south fast. Yeah, um, it's funny. I don't know how that works, but every single time I do a podcast, that comes ha- up. somehow tentacles. another hentai or tentacles show up. And the thing is, I'm not even into that stuff. That's my that's point. What of that's, that's what you say. That's what you say. That's my whole point of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I got all the all the good stroke back. You just home, you but. just want to you just want everybody to know. You know, everybody it's assumes. Like, you know, kind of geeky comic book guy. They assume you're obsessed with stuff like that. But I think that's the problem. Not. That's the problem. You know, I've had you know I used to give out rubbers at my at my table that had my URL on them. Okay, that was my giveaway for the first couple years I was doing. This and you get a lot of weird things said to you when you do that, you know, to the point where I took my phone number off my business cards because I got a couple of weird breather calls. So, and uh, my friends Sean and Maya, who uh, live here in town, they uh, they laugh at me because they said if it wasn't for your comic book, you'd be like the most lily white motherfucker we know. You know? So, take that for what it's worth. So, that's awesome, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I need. I definitely need to go start reading, catching up on all that latex Avenger and everything. Man, it sounds really. It sounds definitely right down my alley. The, with that like, sense of humor. The the first two <laughs> issues were uh were a combined story where uh, they like. Vicuria was out to emasculate the city using a laser called the Emasculatron 3000 and he uh, he uses this and like basically he's turning the entire city a little iffy and then uh, the next issue next story after that was uh, one that I thought was fun it was actually the last issue that I did it was the only issue I did everything on from mm-hmm. writing pencils inks colors production lettering the whole thing I did the entire book myself and it was uh, it was fun for me for that reason but it was uh, the premise was Latex Avenger fired his psychic, uh, going who was going through puberty, eating him out of house and home, and so he outsourced a small Indian kid to take his place. And so uh, the yeah, so there's this you know, and his other side, his original psychic's out in the street with a scruff, you know, begging for change for Ripple, and that whole, it was terrible. So with your with with the other series, the uh, Masters of the Obvious, you named off all your characters, which. Yeah, I think I laughed at every single one of them you mentioned. <laughs> was that just? Did you come up with those? Is that a joint? Pro, you know, the, with the other guy. The concepts is, was my, were mine. Kind of yours. You yeah, had they the were ideas mine. Uh, Bond really took over the the design Designing of what they were them. looking at. You know, I because what happened was when Bond came on to do actually that book that you're holding in uh-huh. your hand. Um, it was I got into these things. All right, I'm gonna have you know he's gonna be doing the artwork. It's gonna be great. And then I realized I had a lot of free time on my hands. You know, because <laughs> you're, if you're drawing, I mean, you got to take a lot of time to do that stuff. And so I. Um, decided to do I was like well I'll start working on masters on my own and just something that I was going to tweak tink around with and um, and then I told the story to Bond and Bond's like well I want to work on that too and mm-hmm. so he took the initial drawings that I did and really blew them up 
Um, yeah, he did, and really turned them into what they are today. I mean, you know, I mean, because Masters, the look of Masters is, is I got to give it up to Bond. I mean, yeah. he really did an amazing job with that. The characters are played, you know, I mean, like, Biclops, though, I know it has started to look a lot more like me as he kept drawing it, or at least that's what he was saying to me. You know, his, his face got really elongated, and he had the mustache that I had from November a couple of years uh -huh. ago, and it was like this really, you know, Sons of Anarchy looking stack. Big handlebar oh, yeah, mustache. and then the, and his hair got to be, because I used to have my hair more like a pompadour, and so mm. now Dr. Biclops has this pompadour that goes four feet up in the air, <laughs> and so he always says, I'm drawing you when I do that. I'm like, and his nose is real chunky like mine, you know, a real hook nose, Jew boy nose, mm. and, uh, so you know it's cool that's <laughs> and, cool man. but like the amazing todd he's awesome because he, he we played we wanted him to be like flash gordon the most yeah. we like the 78 or the 19 it was 78 80 whatever flash gordon movie the sam j jones yeah, movie. yeah yeah we wanted him to be as much like sam j as we could possibly <laughs> get him and i think bond knocked that out of the park yeah. so it's cool it's cool i mean they've had cool stories in that because I think the first arc they fought uh, Darth Redenbacher, who was an evil popcorn magnate <laughs> out to control the universe. And then they did, when they beat him, they had an entire arc of just celebrating where they had, you know, like in Star Trek Next Generation, they have those, uh, holo, the holodeck. Well, they, oh, had their, yeah. they have a man cave on their on their ship, which is a toaster called the uh, the USS Screensaver. And they uh, they have this, uh, they have this hollow they have their man cave can turn into a hollow cave uh -huh. and they built their own little nightclub where they went partying all night long and to the point where they're all just like kind of thrown up on each other by the end <laughs> of it and uh and then the last arc was uh my little jabronis where they went to a planet that was a cross between the sopranos and the ponies and there was a gang war going on between the ponies good. and the uh the the um uh, what are they called the pugalos which were insane clown posse pug dogs so yeah <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Take that, society. <laughs> so, uh, got to know a lot about your stuff. What uh, what do you do? You do the graphic design for a living. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing that now? About Twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, I got my. I went to college for that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and so, um, but after college, you know, like every you know mindless child, I listened to my parents say, "Now you got to get a real job." <laughs> and so I had like a couple of years there where I was working stupid, stupid jobs, like trying to do sales Janitor. and yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> sales and recruiting and stuff like that, gift of the gab stuff that yeah. every other person in my family had fallen into. And, um, but I was an artist. I mean, I was just an artist. That's what I was. And when I finally was able to kind of get back to that, uh, life got a lot better, you know, yeah. life got a lot better. And, you know, so, um, and it's been a good career. I mean, I've worked as, a, I've worked my way up to an art director at this point. And, uh, you know, I work for multiple companies doing, you know, trade shows, designs and stuff like that. And then, but it's, it, it's better than crunching numbers exactly. or anything yeah. else. I, I feel like I have a full day of recess every day enjoying myself, you know. Yeah. So. Speaking of sales, I got a weird call today uh -huh. from this lady at Dillard's calling me to make sure I got my coupons in the mail. They called you about coupons? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought that was a little weird. Did you? I don't know. <laughs> what did you tell her? I told her I don't know. <laughs> what did you say? She was like, oh, okay, can you check for us? I was like, all right, I guess I'll check. We sent you some coupons. Please shop at our store. Just never had anyone call me about getting coupons in the mail. Did you get that junk mail we put in your box the other day? It's a little weird. <laughs> you never you never stood out by your mailbox and you'd go to your mailbox and like the bed bath and the on ladies just standing there going, Did you need to take this with you? You know. I got a phone call the other day. Someone was like, Did you get that email I sent you about that penis enlargement stuff? I was like, Oh no. I'm waiting for the Victoria's Secret ladies to be standing by the mailbox. <laughs> right. Uh, Need man boobs, yeah, <laughs> or man bras, not boobs. Man bras, man yeah, boobs. that's what you they're selling. Man 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 Can you imagine that catalog? <laughs> what that would look like? 
That'd be a little horrific. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so you got any personal interesting stories in your life? Like enough about work and sure. all yeah. that. I want to hear what else you got going on. Uh, I mean like related to comics or just about anything, or? just you as a person. I don't know, I mean shit. Um have any bums pull a knife on you? Uh, oh, you know, uh, yeah, well, I've been mugged, if that's what you mean. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I've been mugged. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was 12, actually, at the time. Oh, shit. It was, but this is, <laughs> this is a good story, actually. This is a good story. I was in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans with my mom and my grandparents. Okay, okay? that makes sense. And New so, I'm in New Orleans, <laughs> mom and grandparents were walking back to our hotel from dinner out in the quarter. And this guy comes up, red jacket, got the gun, his hand is shaking, he's, he's <laughs> no tripping shit. out. He's... He, I mean, when you're 12, you don't really understand. In retrospect, though, right. I like, can tell this guy was cranking out of his ass. Like you know Batman I mean? all over again. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except instead of, like, you know, the gunshot, the pearls fall, the whole thing. This, my, you got to understand, my family Threw is... your stuff at him. Yeah, no, 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 it gets better. My family's from England, okay? <laughs> my mom is a World War II baby. She didn't see an egg until, she, a real egg until she was 10. It was all powdered <laughs> oh, and wow. stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> and my grandparents are, you know, like, they've been working to, from their fingers to the bone since they were six years old. They ain't giving anything up for Free, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when this guy comes up, give me your give me your wallet, give me your purse, give me your wallet, give me your purse. My grandma looked at my mom, my mom looked at my grandma, my grandfather looked at them, and then my grandmother said, fuck you! And like, she's from England, right? Takes her handbag and starts swinging it around like this, like, looking like a, like, like, like um, what's the guy from The Who who's playing the guitar running his uh, arm yeah, up in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, anyway. Or just swing, like, like it's Thor's hammer, just swinging Oh yeah, swinging thing. Thor's hammer, but it's like an old British chippy. Get the bloody hell out of here, you bloody savage anyway so um yeah and so that happens and then my grandfather starts chasing him down the street <laughs> he, he, he runs get off See, yeah this. he runs the opposite like, direction and my grandfather who's got to be kicking about 73 at this time so your unarmed grandfather is chasing a man with a gun <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and that's uh that's my that's my great mugging story that's um, awesome so yeah. did he catch him Oh. No, he was. He, you okay. know, he was good, but he wasn't that good. <laughs> he yelled some curse words at him. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! You know, and the whole yell, thing. You bloody wanker! You bloody wanker! <laughs> bloody son wanker. of a bitch! You fucking tosser! You know, and, and you know, Chip, Pip, Pip, Bob's your uncle, and the whole thing. And they had like my grandfather did have quite a Cockney thing going. So did you spend a lot of time in England at all? When yeah, you when kid? I was young. When yeah. I was young, we'd go uh, quite often. My dad would take me uh, quite a bit just to go see, uh, just to go see family and yeah. that sort of stuff. But uh, sounds like a horrible flight. Uh, yeah, how, you know, how long not is bad. That you know. Uh, 10 hours. Back then it was 10 hours. I don't know if you can maybe get one faster, but like not the Concord anymore. So. Nowadays, I yeah. hear it's nine and a half hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but you don't get a meal. You have to pay for oh, that. You have to pay for the chip box or whatever they're to... You got to pay for TV, too. Oh, it's terrible. I thought that used to be free. Nothing's free on an airplane anymore. It's well, basically like an Auschwitz cattle car in, in, in the air at this point. <laughs> You're just kind of smushing as many people in there as possible and sending them on through. Well, it's terrible. If you're lucky, though, you get the fire exit seats. If I'm lucky, I'm going to get to sit on the wing. At least I can breathe, you know? <laughs> I hate flying, man. So uh, you look out the window, there's there. something on the wing. <laughs> I'm, I, I want to be like, I want it to be like back in the glory days of flying where you like, you, you got the amazing meal, the you know, the, the hot towel, and then you took home like two stewardesses with you, you know? Now they're flight attendants. People stop showing up. Anymore. People stop showing up in suits, right? Uh, yeah, or in like Southwest back in the day. Those, uh, they're, they're some hussies working. That <laughs> yeah, but that's terrible. Sorry, honey, if you're listening. Uh, 
people just stop taking flying seriously. You know, sure. Just stop dressing up in suits. And oh yeah. No one's gonna respect you if you're not in a suit. And, oh, uh, yeah. When you walk in wearing your shower shoes, you know, on the plane. <laughs> your okay. Crocs. Yeah, your Crocs. <laughs> you know, when you're like a doctor and you're making like you know 200 grand an hour or you something like that, you're walking around right? your Crocs and your and your and your scrubs. Man, dude, you need to be like in a tux and tails if you're making that kind of money, dude. For I hate real. it. When you're when the when the guy is, I'm just you know paying an arm and a leg out to his dress worse than me, and I'm dressed like a freaking bum. You know, I mean, come on. Billionaires, millionaires, man, they're changing. It's a different society now. They used to be, you could spot them from a mile away. Now it's usually the guy in cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. And <laughs> yeah, no, millionaires today, they're into superheroes. Back in the day, millionaires were superheroes. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> so, what? how long have you been in Austin now? Uh, I've been back for about seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yeah. And you said you were from Houston? Houston originally, yeah. So. How'd you like growing up in Houston? Go Astros for whatever Astros. that's worth. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a. Well, I'm wearing my Rangers hat here. I see that. I see that. That's why I said it, though, you know. You hand me that drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I mean, Houston, I, I enjoy going back to it, I gotta say, for a couple of reasons. One, for the going to an Astros game, and the you second. You enjoy that? Yeah, because so. I'm a lifelong fan, man. You yeah, know, I, I, I'm used to taking an ass be beating and smiling. We about had, we it, had so. our two years, and now and it's now just you got, like, uh, and now, yeah, we, well, it's even worse talk? now. You're like, you're, but you're, you were, last time I looked, you were beneath them, the oh, Astros yeah, yeah. in the standings. <laughs> so yeah. we're, 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 you know, we're, we're coasting off of those two years uh, we had. Yeah, and they were a good two years. They were a good two, and even the last season wasn't too bad either, but I mean, it's so boring. I love it so much, man. I really That's what everyone tells me. I think I, I've sat through more baseball games than I've sat through football games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Harvey, uh, my wife and I recently, about a few months ago, got rid of her cable. Like, right after the football season ended, we decided oh, yeah. we're going to go Netflix and Hulu and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. It's not really that bad until baseball season kicked off. And I was like, damn it. You know, And because I'm used to, like... You know, when you're a single guy, you come home from work. You know, you yeah. write comics. You get sit down there with your with your sketch pad and work, and we got the ball game going all mm -hmm. night. Well, you just got to download the ESPN app and get one of your. That's friends. what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the app, so I got I got the MLB, I got the MLB, uh, I got the MLB <laughs> app, app. I got the ESPN app, Sports <laughs> Center, all that stuff like that. So yeah, I watch along on my like my tablet, or I can even set it up to watch on my like, my Blu-ray player. So I watch every day. I'll watch uh, or I'll put on the uh, the free game of the day and that sort of thing, <laughs> just to have some baseball playing. But yeah. you know. But I'm all about the college football. I never had cable, so that's oh. how I get around it. <laughs> yeah. Never had cable. Well, interesting. Who needs cable? Waste uh, money. The uh, but college football, man. Uh, college football is where it's at. See, I, I disagree with you on that, man. <laughs> I, I hate I, the NCAA ranking system to me is such a well. What well, they got shit. the playoffs. They changed it now. Well, but it's yeah, still I know, the same I know. So I'll be system. I'll be interested in seeing how that really works yeah, out. Me too. It's still the same system. Now they're just taking those top four. Mm. Well, usually it's always <laughs> a third or fourth team that gets screwed. <laughs> yeah. So, no. It's not like the six or eight team gets screwed. No one cares about them. Yeah, it's always well, that third and fourth. Here's my other reason for the bitch of the NCAA is like for the uh, for the for the tournament, the basketball tournament every year. Uh -huh. um, when the 64 happens, my college for years was traditionally uh, was doing better than a lot of the other teams in the Southland Conference area, which was you know I went to Sam Houston State, sort of playing right. against like SFA and Lamar and shit like that. And Lamar would always get into the 64 every year, despite the fact that they had a losing record just because they were a more established college within the thing or something like that. And it's stuff like that that ticks me off. When you've got like great, you know, teams that like there was a couple years ago where Ohio State basically had a better season than whoever the hell it was, Alabama or whatever. I don't remember what, I'm, I can't put it together now, but, and they still oh, didn't call really, football. Yeah. That's because Ohio State got uh, suspended or that whole year taken away mm -hmm. from them. Yeah. Or some. 
don't know, giving money to players or something. Yeah. Everyone's doing it nowadays. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Everybody is. I mean, you know, and you can't get away. But I don't know why you would even try. You can't get away with anything. Well, and now, and now since they changed to that to the playoff system, that's the you know complaint everyone's arguing about now. Yeah. Is you know we got to start paying these players, or you're not supposed to pay players, and no one's going to do it. And that's I mean they're always going to find something to argue about. Well, if you're really going to tell me that some player isn't going to play in a play in a college playoff, that's bull. Every every person <laughs> uh, on that team will be dying to play in the first college football playoffs. You know uh, to get you know what I mean. I mean, because they're all, they're, I'm sure most of them have the aspiration to get to the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you've got to at least pull yourself. Get on the practice squad, make like 300000 a year. Pulling a Rudy, <laughs> you know, pulling yourself a Rudy. Just, just, you know, just getting your ass kicked a bunch and getting a fat paycheck. So. <laughs> That's all about. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'd get my ass kicked for 300000 a year. <laughs> yeah, I could take a bit of a beating for <laughs> Not much, but... You know. well, i say that now until yeah. I probably actually get my ass kicked. Yeah, right. when you're about 175,000 deep into it, dude, you're yeah. like, they're not good, you know. I should have saved. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I was looking at your shirt. Is that a Chicken and Do Productions? Is that something you do? Is yeah, that, uh... it's porn. Oh, no. very nice. Uh, it's a theater company here in town. I worked oh, okay. with them for like 10 years. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, they do. Uh, they worked out of uh, High Park Theater um, over at, like, Waterloo and 43rd. And uh, so they do... Um, yeah, so they've been doing theater. I don't know for different types of shit. And most of it is kind of like theater for guys who don't who who don't like theater kind of thing. You know, it's not a bunch of ethereal. Oh, you know, this is not a box type of shit that you oftentimes go see in Austin. There's a lot of kind of you know frou-frou theater out there. This is more like hitman stories and like you know and you know cops and robber type stuff and that sort of thing. Uh, they did a acting. really they, go ahead. I was gonna say acting out like Scarface and mob movies. And they, like they, the uh, the the artistic the co-artistic directors are actually good friends of mine. Uh, they're a married couple, and he uh, she does she does the bulk of the directing, and he does for the original stuff. He does the bulk of the writing, and so they did a piece back in like 20, uh, 2003, It was called Hit, and it was a story about uh, two hitmen who go to do uh, go to do a job and end up finding a kid at the at the job, and they raise him up as their own. And so they're basically raising this child to become a hitman at the end of the day. And that's the story. And it's not really as much about the murders and the killings and that sort of thing as much as this relationship with his father, these fathers and the son. And it's an amazing story. And then, like, you know, they did an amazing version of uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross a few years oh, ago. Yeah. They presented more like a comedy than they did. Any, you know, than, and then, you know, a couple, and then, like, a year ago, they did a movie. I'm going to get us again, fellas. We're right by a hospital, by the way. Everybody's listening, so that's oh, the lifeline. Yeah. Uh, didn't think that one. Through. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah I didn't think that one. Through. Uh, he's going the other direction. Um, so uh, anyway, so but they did a they did a uh, play here recently, and uh, crying out loud, now I can't remember what it's called. Um, cool flight helicopter. It would or be cool. Been a ride. <laughs> Let's talk about that because I was totally lost what I was talking about. We can put you, we can, you know. Yeah. I'll just, well, they wouldn't star flight for you if you're just right here. I was going to say, I could just hit you over (laughs) the head a few times. You know, the only theater I've been to, I saw Cats in the Georgetown Theater. <laughs> that was How quite was that? interesting. Yeah? Yeah, we, we, completely we talked about that for half of one of our episodes. Nice. Very interesting. <laughs> if people want to hear more about that, they can go check out Louie's episode, Loitering in Louie. Back Pretty in our, funny, uh, I'd recommend it. Yeah? Back in our past episodes. <laughs> I'll check it out. I've never seen uh, I've never seen Cats, so, you know. Me neither. It blew my mind. Yeah, was it, would you enjoy it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Did they sing that memory stuff? Is that what that was, song was? Um, they sung a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not really in the musicals, and all that, you know. I don't know, but yeah. you know, but it's, 
broad, broaden your horizons. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was going for. <laughs> sure. You gotta at least see theater once in your life. Oh, you yeah. know, it's just like what we were talking about before. You get sick of chopping down trees and punching dudes in the face, you wanna go see a musical. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you can't, and you can't, you can't branch off into different things. Yeah. yeah. You know, having sex with women, you just wanna try <laughs> right? sex with men now. <laughs> I guess. I haven't got to that point yet. I guess I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just women. saying. <laughs> so, what are we doing while we're loitering here, fellas, in the, behind a dumpster? Whoa. What? I'm loitering and. We didn't tell you oh, what yeah, the and was. The and. That shit, that's a big ass <laughs> and, man. Uh, <laughs> Total opposite direction. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Just a couple other things worth mentioning, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, so in the in the spring, actually, with spring semester, I'm going to be teaching a class at University of Texas this year oh, yeah. uh, on comic book creation, actually. It's oh, gonna be very two, cool. It's going to be two courses in the informal classes program. Uh, it's going to be two, uh, two, uh, Two opportunities to take the intro course and then there's going to be a longer class that's more in intensive that will teach you how to actually create a comic book for a five-page story ready for submission basically wow. to a publisher so that's i'm going to cool. have a few different uh local uh creators come in to do some uh to talk uh to talk uh, with the with the with the class as well as um Brimstone from Hound Comics is going to Skype in, as well as Bob Sally from Hound Comics are both going to Skype in and talk Very about cool. different aspects, whether it's publishing, writing, or social media, and how'd how to you, get it all working. How'd you get hooked up with that gig? <laughs> Emailed him. Nice. You know, I just <laughs> That's how we email. got a panel on Austin Comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, here's the thing, man. Uh, I came to figure this out about 10 years ago. You don't get unless you ask. Yep. And uh, to the point that, here's a funny story. It's a funny story. <laughs> so, like, this is one of those everything. things. You know, um, people will not say no. They don't, they inherently will not, because yeah. it's uncomfortable for them. So they will figure out a way to bend over backwards to make that yes possible. Uh, the case in point was I was with some friends uh, years ago and uh, we were having this discussion. We were in a restaurant and I saw this boat. A, uh, it was a, a wooden ship, okay? And I was trying to prove the point that people will not say no because I had come up with this idea earlier in the day. Mm. And so we're hanging out, having dinner. I, I thought of this you know, just a couple hours ago. Trust me, it's a one Well, no, because I, I pushed it, because I pushed the point earlier and I wanted to demonstrate the point. So when the waiter walked up to him, I said, can I have that big boat over there? You know, that big wooden boat? And he's like, what? And I said, is there any way I can have that? You want to buy it? No, I just want it. Just huh? It to me. And he's like, uh, dancing around it a little bit. Why don't you go get your manager? I'll go get my manager. And he goes to get the manager. And like that manager was really ready to let me walk out the door with that fucking boat. You, you didn't know? Take it for no, free? I didn't take it. What, what I wanted for? What I want? I just wanted to prove to a prove point. To prove your point every just, time someone your hand. Yeah, but he, no, he was right giving there. it to me. I didn't need it. It's like, but also like the the, the couple from the the theater company here. Mm -hmm. In tw uh, 2005, we took that same show about the hitmen to New York for a uh, festival, for a off Broadway festival, mm -hmm. and we're in this place called. Mickey's or Ziggy's or some dinery place. I can't remember. The guys could tell you. I can't remember. But we were in there, and I was trying to convince the waiter that uh, to put the the director of the play's photo up on the wall with all the other <laughs> Scorsese's and everybody else who's been up there. That guy is ready. He's like, yes, yeah, send me it. We'll put it up on the wall. I mean, he didn't. It didn't take anything for me to just ask the question, and he was like, yeah, you know, she's a director. You know, I mean. What I'm hearing from the story is you're just missing out on a bunch of opportunities. For what? I'm hearing you missed a boat. <laughs> I, well, yes, you missed boat? the boat, I, literally. Well, a, it wasn't my picture in right on. Yeah, good call, good call, good call. But I think people are willing to, you know, to, you know, so with the with the UT thing, you know, I just sent them an email. They, You can uh, suggest courses for the informal classes. 
Um, I took one a couple of years ago that was just pretty fun, and I felt like based on that I could. So does uh, anybody have? Do you have to go to UT to go to this class? No, or can I sit it's in like too? it's like going to uh, informal. You know, it's informal classes like adult education. You can oh, do. Okay. You can be. You know. You know. Like I think for the class, I think you have to be a minimum of sixteen or something like that to take the course. Like equivalent to the ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's done at UT, and it's like they teach stuff from oh, all the way cool. from like Adobe InDesign to Harmonica. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just fun little quirky stuff. Class like I did. Yeah, I did a class oh, there. Ass blowing. Ass blowing. <laughs> uh, I did a class there a couple of years ago that was uh, on children's storybook illustration. And I just oh, did wow. it for the fuck of it, you know? <laughs> and I had a great time. I ended up hanging out with this really cool chick who was a uh, who was narcoleptic, actually. She sat <laughs> oh, next no to shit. me, <laughs> you know, on a couple of occasions. And I, she was like, you have to wake me up. But, yeah, no sweat. And like, seriously. I got a narcoleptic that works with us. Do you really? really? He but, drives a service van. <laughs> He's like, yeah, when I get sleepy, I gotta pull over and sleep oh, on the side of the road. Uh, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> That's He's never, I worked with him a lot. He never fell asleep over work. He fell asleep on me a couple times. Really? No, he just starts dozing off. Getting he real starts tired. dozing <laughs> off, but he doesn't actually fall asleep. Dozing off is pretty bad when you're driving down the highway. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> <laughs> At least once or twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna start asking people for money. Yeah. <laughs> See if they say no. <laughs> I mean, but. I think any situation, if I was doing that, they'd just be like, hell no, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> I, I think that, you know, it's... I, well, think, I think your brown skin's working against you. Right? <laughs> Always gotta go there. Uh, the, I think if you do anything with any confidence, you know, I, yeah. I've heard the phrase, if you, if you can get into any building in the world with a confident look and a clipboard, you yeah. know, and... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you just are confident walking in the door, they probably generally don't yep. give a shit, you know. Well, that's how, I mean, that's how a lot of you hear these stories about people getting into, like, did you watch the, what was it, at the end of the Super Bowl last year, that guy ran up during the uh, during the conference and whatever and said, like, what did he say? He said, like, 9-11 was, you know, was an inside job, <laughs> research it, 9-11 was <laughs> But it was, like, in the middle of, like, a high-security press area <laughs> right, yeah. after the Super Bowl. And someone talked to him afterwards, he was like, you know, I just had a I had a badge around my neck, and I just walked around <laughs> acting like I belong there, and that was all it took. <laughs> there you go. See, that's that's proof right there. Yeah. The only thing I'll stop you is card readers, right? You know, where I one of the one of the clients that I work for, they gave me a card reader to walk in when I go in. Yeah. And I always forget it. I always forget <laughs> it when I go over there. Some always the dickhead is like over, walks through the window. <laughs> You know, and I'd have to do the little wave, the little, you know, hey, that's you know, me. me, point to your face. And, oh, God, he just kind of like, shakes his head and takes like five minutes to yeah. open it. Yeah, and then he's like looking back like four times to let him in. And he knows me. We've known each other years, you know, and he's still like, I let this guy in. It's like, it's like gates in apartment buildings. I mean, half oh, yeah. the people who even live there don't have the key or passcode to get in. They just uh, wait till someone's coming out. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, recently at my place, they had, I uh, figured out the, the universal code that'll let you in. I heard it was, uh, it. I heard it was uh, just gate spelt out in the numbers. Is that right? Oh, I don't know about that. What was but your, it, oh, it was, you're just, you're just in, the, in particular, particular just for thing. yours. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, for ours. And they, because um, then I, the people have to call me on my phone and let them uh, in and all that stuff <laughs> like that. And my wife, we only have like the one key fob. So my wife has that one and I always have to, have to call myself to let me in <laughs> and uh, and now I've got this universal little duber and I'm like and like I feel like I'd be like a stud when I'm driving out now I'm just like 
no way i'm right on it and it's like it's like the little things right but i feel like an adonis you know driving through not having to wait all you little smug little bastards you know you know you know you're driving by and they're all looking at you you ever go to like disney world and they have a fast pass the fast pass dude you walk by feel like a vip we went we went on right after high school and we went to like california went to like disneyland and everything yeah we got the fast pass it's like ended up being like for a whole thing was like 200 bucks for totally the ticket and all it. that 100 totally where oh, you yeah. walk up and it says you know hour 20 minute wait for this line it's like are you fucking shooting <laughs> oh, me it's ridiculous and everyone's just staring at you <laughs> and you're just walking by boom it's amazing and you're just staring right back at them like what motherfucker <laughs> and, and you know it's the thing it's like you know i mean yeah you don't want to always spend the extra money on stuff like that but at the same time it's like you're gonna ju- just jip yourself not uh, being able exactly. to actually do anything and so spend a little extra you're make there it a good out of state one yeah one time yeah might as well spend another 50 60 definitely 100 worth it totally worth it the uh you know we went to schlitterbahn with the kids here uh oh yeah uh, maybe a few weeks ago and they don't have that i, I was looking around like where do i get the fast pass <laughs> they, they don't have that there i'm like oh, that's Sucks, you That's know. why we just went, got right around that wave pool. Yeah. Around, we went recently <laughs> to uh, Six Flags. My brother-in-law's the same way. He's what, a big San advocate yeah, of the, uh, the Fast Pass. And we bought it. And the people are like, you don't need this. You know, It's not busy. You don't need it. He's like, oh, I still want to buy it anyways. <laughs> I don't want to wait in any line. He's like, okay. And they bought it. He went through. And then he already paid for it, walked through, and was going to the separate booth to pick it up. Yeah. And they are like... We're not even going to give you. I mean, we can refund your money. There's no point in having it. Nice. <laughs> he was like, oh. How is uh, Six Flags in San Antonio? It's, it's good? fun. It's is fun. It? I mean, I grew it's up fun. going there, and I hadn't been in a long time. And recently, I think I've gone like three times recently in the past few months now. But uh, it's fun if you like roller coasters and I shit. I do. you yeah. got to ride the Iron Rattler. Okay. That is the fun. If you go and just ride that until it closes, you'll be happy. <laughs> the screams where it's at, the one that Oh, and the up. scream, too. Just drops. The scream, too, yeah. I did, uh, when I was in Universal a few years ago, I went to, in Florida, I went, I rode the Hulk, the Hulk coaster yeah, yeah. there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, it was scared the ever-living shit out of me. My brains were in my toes. I mean, it was the G-forces. And, like, me and the kids were watching this documentary on the top ten roller coasters or something <laughs> like that. They were like, and we were watching, I was like, and that was on there. I was like, oh, my God, again, it felt like an Adonis, you know? And we're walking around just yeah, a little bit that. prouder, you know. Yeah, I scaled that mountain, up, you know, and it's ridiculous. But I mean, it's a, it's so stupid. What makes me feel uh, awesome? You know what I mean? Like if I cook dinner really badass, I'll also like walk around a little, 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 little prouder, swagger, you know, yeah. a little swagger. Yeah, you know, pull my Jack Plants walk, you know. Then you go and you're like watching the food, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I can cook that. You know, big deal. Yeah, dude, I just like, cooked that yesterday. <laughs> What's that dude from the diners and drive-ins and dives? Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here, you know, <laughs> asshole with your with your bleach blonde and whatnot. You know, <laughs> actually, guy, something guy. Yeah, Fiori, Fieri, Fiero. Yeah, no, dude, these guys. He's yelling about everything. All right, dude. We went. We went on a cruise in June last last year. Not this past June, but the one before. And they had the Guy Fiore hot uh, hamburger joint on oh, the yeah. cruise ship, and it's man, a fat hamburger. dude, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. We're going on. We, we're actually going on our honeymoon because we got married in May. So we're actually going on our honeymoon in uh, January, and we're going on another cruise because it was like nice. such a like a ready-made package. You don't have to oh, plan yeah. anything. You just you know set I it in, click just a, a blast. Oh, it's so much fun. And you know, I'm like when you're working all the time. You know, you work all the time. You got your cell phone. You got your yeah. tablet. You got your <laughs> laptop all the time. That's your life. You know, kids. You got kids coming up. Here soon and all that crazy shit that's happening to have like a week off with no phone no laptop you're in the middle of an ocean nobody can reach you i didn't know how i was going to react to it i thought i was really going to have going to fits and seizures and within the first 24 hours after 24 hours i had like phone and threw it in the ocean no i didn't i just i just 
I had airplane mode so I could take photos. Uh, uh, the, uh, but I mean, I was just relaxed. <laughs> I'm laying on a, I'm laying on a deck with like a big old fruity drink with like three, you know <laughs> things coming out of. You gotta understand I, when I drink, it's like I want cold silver tequila. That's all I really <laughs> ever want to drink. No salt, no lime. I couldn't care about any of that stuff. Just give me some really hardcore tequila and I'm happy. Well, there I am laying on a deck chair with this big <laughs> drink with a pineapple hanging out of it and a leg and all this stuff. It was great. It was great. It was completely out of character for me. So it was relatively cheap compared to like going to Hawaii and Costa oh, Rica yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah. so where'd y'all go on the cruise? Uh, we went to uh, Mexico. We were in like Cozumel oh, and like Progreso and uh, we had a lot of fun in both spots. The one we're going to in January, we're going to like the Bahamas and uh, Key West. So, nice. you know, so that'll be really neat. Um, I'm when ready for the to, vacation. When you got to Mexico, did you see a bunch of federales with machine guns and all no, that? No, didn't really see any of that stuff. There was a couple of checkpoints actually to drive to one of the locations we were going to, but uh, but there was like maybe one guy sitting there like reading the paper, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> get on through. You look so, wide enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's the story of my life. You look white enough. <laughs> that is the story of my life, dude. I have been looking white like a motherfucker. That's why everyone just gives you whatever you ask. Is that for? what it is? <laughs> yeah. I got to we'll get the you smiling the white guy. Here you me. go, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throws them off when I'm not speaking it's Spanish. Not always they don't know what to do. It's not always worked out well for trap. me being the smiling white guy. I, I will show you that. I was uh, when I was in high school. Uh, I made a friend, uh, I went to this uh, like summer camp thing, like it was a long story, but I made this friend who ended up, because uh, I went in Houston, he, uh, he was living up in uh, Third Ward, he went to Wheatley High, mm. okay, and that's a tough-ass fucking neighborhood, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. and I went to go visit him for a weekend, me and my buddy, <laughs> and being the smiling white guy in that, in that neighborhood, where this is the same neighborhood where the ghetto boys, you know, the rap band came <laughs> oh, yeah. up from, you know, Big Mike and Scarface <laughs> and all those guys, that's their neighborhood, you know what I mean, so the smiling white guy was not a good role for me, uh, during they that knocked time. the smiley off of you. Oh, yeah, no, they didn't do that, but you know, I got, you know, it was funny. My friend Phil, when I was in college, uh, he lived out in South Park in Houston, okay? And we were, mm. I was taking a class at, H, at HCC one summer, I was taking Spanish. Uh, taking, hey, <laughs> why are you pointing at me when you said that? With every other re remark happening, come on, you know, smiling white guy, point. Uh, so the, uh, taking Spanish and so this guy Phil he's like he goes come on out to you know South Park with me after school we'll go hang out and stuff like that we're hanging out and you know again smiling white guy really sticking out <laughs> in this neighborhood but we're hanging out at his house and this woman you know I guess his mom comes walking in the door and I'm sitting on the couch and he's getting us something to eat or chips or something <laughs> and I'm sitting on the couch and she stops looks and goes Philip why is there this white guy in my house <laughs> and I was like I, we go to Spanish class together I thought because she didn't know what to do with me she thought I was coming to get the rent or something I don't know. but it was hilarious and super nice and super great but uh, yeah being the smiling white guy sometimes does not does not work out and you're it does, you know can make for funny stories so. uh, yeah, I can see that white guy Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis You know it's kinda hard just to get along today Our subject isn't cool but he thinks it anyway He may not have a clue and he may not have style But everything he lacks, well he makes up in denial so
he's getting a tattoo, yeah, he's getting ink done. He asked for a 13, but they drew a 31. Friends say he's trying too hard, and he's not quite hip. But in his own mind, he's the, he's the dopest trap. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. So, don't defame. Play it. started doing your comic book stuff and everything did you have any idea of you know I'm gonna try and do this for a living I'm gonna you know get paid on this or was it just fun I just wanted to do this see what happened it started out kinda, just being fun and wanting yeah. to do it um, you know I would love to make a career doing this yeah. but I don't not doing comics but working with these characters I mean more than anything I would like to get the projects to animation yeah that's yeah, where I think they awesome. really live you know mm -hmm. I mean they're built for a spike TV adult swim a comedy central audience g4 something like that they're built for that have you found any local animators and stuff to try and get something like that working so out or? I'm working on a pitch Bible right now with Shane Campos who lives here in town uh, we are putting that together right now wow, so awesome. yeah so we are working on that I can show you some I can show you some illustrations from yeah. that when we get done uh, but uh, yeah it's coming along nicely so uh, and luckily uh, Kim Crockett who is my agent and also works with Hound Comics. You got an agent be, and everything, huh? Yay. Hey. <laughs> uh, who's going to, going to be at New York Comic Con uh, next month, and so she's actually going to be talking to some people for oh, me nice. while she's up there. So, oh, hey, fingers man. crossed. <laughs> so check out Kim Crockett at Oswald's Pro, uh, Promotions and uh, Hound Comics. So, nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'd love to make a living doing this. I mean, and, and only in the sense that, you know, I mean, it's not going to be any worse than what I do now. That's for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody wants to be their own boss at the end of the day. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's, I like, you know, I enjoyed working for people. I enjoy working for myself now. I mm -hmm. enjoy that. I mean, the last year has been like a complete blessing for me in that regard. But yeah, to be able to, to cultivate the projects and, and turn them into something different, I would yeah. love to do that. Um, I've got a crap ton of comic ideas and concept stories that I'm working on right now. Um, Is there anything you, know, you made that you're just like, I don't need to do that. That's just stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. I won't go into which ones particularly. But, yeah, there's some stuff that... No, nah, because I don't think it's necessary. But, I mean, yeah, there's okay. been some stuff I've worked on that I've not been happy with. And I'm sure... The, someone loves and I want them down. Well, yeah, and, you know, and I mean, and I, you know but, I mean... I've been lucky enough to work on everything that I've done. It's been creator own up until this right. point. The next thing I'm, the thing I just actually sent scripts off for is uh, for Bob Sally's Jasper Starlight Tavern, which is a new webcomic mm -hmm. uh, by Bob, who's the uh, writer and creator of Salvagers. So I just sent him scripts for that. Uh, I'm going to be doing like five scripts for him, and uh, just. And it's a basically an intergalactic space bar, and that's making fun of pop culture. So like stormtroopers <laughs> show up, and you oh, know that cool. sort of thing. <laughs> and actually, Masters of the Obvious is making a cameo in it here pretty soon. So uh, it's making fun of pop culture, but it's got everything pop culture. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and which is why I think Bob tapped me for that because right. Masters of the Obvious was totally a pop culture yeah, adventure. I mean, they were they time. were pop culture <laughs> adventurers of you know throughout you know going throughout the galaxy or whatever. Mm -hmm. the blah blah blah, and so. Um, <laughs> So I think that's why he tapped me for that. And then I'm going to do a, a backup story for Salvagers, which is not going to be anything comedic. I mean, that's going to be its own thing. And then the new project 
that I'm working on right now, um, it's gonna be called In Retrospect. And it is more of an art house piece more than anything. Oh, nice. It's more Vertigo-esque. It's, uh, not, it's not a comedy. There'll be some dark comedic Good moments in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, like comedy, you know, comedy has been what I've been doing for comics, but as a writer, I've written, and nothing has I've, that I've written has ever been this overdramatic comedy. I mean, yeah. it's always had some jokes and stuff, but this is gonna be, taking me back to kind of that that morbid shit i used to write in college you know where you know you're <laughs> your, you know your dark ha- oh yeah days. My, my dark days where you're like dress black shirt black pants black hair black you go you know lipstick. black lipstick you know you're writing black bad poetry on black paper with a black pen you know listening to do you know that really good old yeah, drink yeah. tomato juice like you're a vampire oh god yeah i'm, I'm this close to being uh, Man- marilyn manson you know and um so, but you know, I mean, taking it back to something like that because I, you know, the stories that I'm telling in that um, are more slice of life uh-huh. co- uh, concept. It, the the idea for the comic is actually going to be uh, photo uh, digital illustration graphic novel where we're going to be using oh. photography and digital illustration over the top of that. Oh, work. very cool. I'm working with photographers and I'll be handling the digital illustration to accompany the work, and then and it's going to be a series of uh, varying size short stories. And uh, the whole place takes town uh, play, takes part in a town called Retrospect, Texas, uh, where it's the only place in the world where everything totally makes sense. <laughs> and so um, I'm excited. Dang, it we're makes it sound. Lives. It makes it sound like we're in like South Central. We're like it's like everything you know, or Baghdad. You know, it's like everything everywhere. Anyway, um, some extreme loitering. <laughs> this is extreme water. As we drink, as we sip our Mountain Dews. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in retrospect, in retrospect, Texas is this place where it's the only place in the world where things make sense. Yeah. And so when you go to this town, everything that you've done in your life, you you see, you know, when you when you look at your life backwards, you know, the choices you made that you were very headstrong about then. In in time, you realize there's oftentimes we we fucked it up. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and in this town, it, that you have that clarity. And that's what the the pivot of the story is. So I'm really excited to try that out. No regret tattoos. So I live my life. And that's your biggest regret. The only problem, the only problem is, is like regrets misspelled. You know, it's spelled regrets. It's called re- <laughs> regret. Uh, yeah. That's right. hilarious. What would be even cooler if you got it with, you know, spelled with a K? <laughs> no, your regrets. No, regrets. no regrets. Ooh. Ooh. Put that in one of your emo books. Yeah. Think about <laughs> it. Emo book. There is no spoon. You know? <laughs> Fuck, man. I was watching The Matrix with my stepkids here recently. Uh, They'd never seen it before. Never seen oh, The Matrix. Man. Right? See, I wish I could go back, man. See, I'm such a, I'm such a <laughs> film geek. You know? yeah. I wish I could go back. Like, the movies I love, just rewatch them and, like, Erase with my whole memory eyes. of them. Yeah. Like, oh. To be able to watch The Matrix or The Usual Suspects, oh, yeah. you know, again for the first time, you don't get those moments again. You know, yeah, it's like, true. you know, I mean, shit. Even like when you, you know, your virginity to the next time you have sex, it's still like you're gonna get something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, movies, you're never gonna get that back. So I had the both of them. They're 10 and 14, and their two friends were over for the weekend. And I sat them all down. The moms went out to go have uh, cocktails, or whatever. Or get them ready. Uh, yeah, get so ready for I said, this. I said, y'all need to sit down, and they're all like playing on their Game Boys. So turn the shit off. You know, <laughs> lights all off. You know, no electronics. I made everybody Hell put yeah. everything away, and they watched the movie. And I'll tell you what, when it was all said and done, so what'd you think? And they all went, oh, <laughs> we need more. And I said, I, there's more, but I wouldn't recommend any of it. <laughs> there's more, yeah, but they're terrible, man. Just watch this and be happy. It's like, yeah. you know, like Star Wars. You know, everybody used to say, oh, I can't get enough of Star Wars. Dude, I've gotten enough of Star oh. Wars after this episode. <laughs> But yet I'm a geek, so I'm really excited about episode <laughs> yeah, seven. Exactly. How's that work? You, know? <laughs> you, you see, fanboys, geeks, you always, you know, hope for this 
improvement that's yeah. all that you always know can be there but yeah is never realized it's uh you know it's 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 I've, I've stopped having that as much as I used to. Like, I used to be, you know, oh, it's a comic book movie. I gotta go see it. Yeah. Man, I didn't. I saw The Amazing Spider Man, the new, the, the first of the new ones, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not watching any more of this. Yeah. And, and then, like, everybody was like, oh, you know, saw the second one, like, yeah, don't. And I'm like, you know, we're good, you know? I'm, why, why am I doing my hands so much? You guys can't see me. <laughs> we I'm, can. You're yeah. talking to us. Well, actually, yeah. there's a little video right there. Far out. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I've, so I've kind of given up on that. Like, there's some comic movies I will see, and there's some I won't. But like, oh. I did go see Guardians, and that was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah, you haven't seen Guardians yet? No. Like, I, so I haven't good. saving myself. I've seen. <laughs> I saw Guardians, and I saw the new X-Men: Days of Future Past. I saw Which those two, good, but yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it was great. Both of them were great, but I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World, and I haven't seen the new Captain America. See, both, I still which haven't I seen see. that Thor either. I see all the new Captain America. Which and is I heard that's good. great. I and I mainly, I mean, when I heard they're doing the Winter Soldier, like most people, I freaked out. Because I'm a huge Ed Brubaker fan. I think he's my favorite writer right now. Yeah, he's great. And so, great. I, I mean, it's exactly what the, it's exactly what it is. It's espionage, Captain America, cool movie. What? So, who are some of the? I'm gonna turn the tables on you guys. Oh, who are some of your favorite writers that y'all read for comics? Then, Mike doesn't really read comics. Okay, so he's just I'm out. he's okay. the. <laughs> He's just a different aspect of the conversation. That's why we got him on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I mean, Ed Brubaker. I like, uh, I read a lot of obvious ones like uh, Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes he gets a little too crazy over the top for him. But yeah, he does the like boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which the boys was great, but that was one of the. But Preachers was got me on. Preacher was fantastic. The boys, yeah. I really enjoyed the first few episodes of the boys until it just they got until they too had crazy about <laughs> issue six. I think it was oh. is when the or maybe it was before that, but I got told about issue six. But when the when they were bringing that girl into the super team and they were basically yeah. like, we're gonna fuck you up, yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have them our way with you. I was like. Uh, it may be how the real world works, but yes. I don't want to know it. You know what I mean? And it's anyway. So I like his work. I mean, like yeah. Millar is the same, or Miller, Mark Miller. Yeah, He's yeah. the same Mark way. Miller. Like he can do some amazing work, and then he can go. He can do things like Unfunnies, which yeah. is so over the top. Uh, but I loved Civil War, and I love a yeah. lot of his work. You know, and Brubaker is the same way. I mean, yeah. like most everybody you talked about, I'm a big fan. Brube- of, and I, I'm a huge fan of Alan Moore. I don't I mean. I talk to some people and they're like, ah, he's an asshole, this, that, and the other. And I, I try not to. Yeah, I haven't either. And I, you know, we were talking to, you know, we talked to people and it's like, they won't like people for, you know, personal reasons. Right. Even though they've never met him, you know, things like that. And I just can't, I can't judge people that way. I just like a good story. I don't care who wrote it. I'll never stop reading <laughs> Alan Moore comics because they're yeah. great. I mean, they, you know, his old stuff is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read anything super recent about him lately, but, he hasn't but done I like Lee. I liked League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Everybody bags on that though because he's ripping off like, you know, all this, you know, ripping off like, I mean, what, you know, literature. But I mean, that's yeah. his premise of the story yeah, is to take exactly. heroes from other literary, literary uh, uh, you know, comic or uh, concepts and bring them together. Yeah. So to say he's ripping them off, yeah, he's flat out stealing and he admits that. <laughs> yeah. And he admits that. And that's he's the reimagining things. He's yeah. not just doing the same thing with them either. And I, I think it's great. I think, I mean, um, but you know, at the same time, when he says things like, I don't watch my own movies, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> okay, dude, you know, you can stay up there in your high ass cat. Castle, you know, uh, with your 17 virgins or whatever it is you're doing. But, I mean, in the end of the day, you've got to watch that movie. Uh, Come on. He's got it. There's, there's no way anybody's well, see, that My problem that with that would be is that, that. He, st- he creates, every time one of his comics is turned into a movie, he's always so negative about it. Mm-hmm. But I would see, like, well, at least watch it 
and then be negative about it. Right. You know, I know you can be <laughs> upset that someone's, you know, but it's out there for people to do. You know, you don't own the rights to it anymore. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's done it, and you know, you mean, and you know, he accepted the paycheck. You know, yeah, why exactly. be so angry about it? I mean, if you didn't like the idea of them making a movie, why did you take the money? Exactly. But it's not going to stop me from enjoying his work. Right. You know, yeah. that particular side of more uh, uh, side. He's a great writer. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are sometimes where creators, artists, writers, whatever, where their personal their personalities will affect my opinion of them. Yeah. But most of the time, it's really going to be based on the work. Sometimes the work and the personality suffer consistently together to where mm -hmm. you will turn me off. Like when I was a kid, here's a here's a boo boo to my eye. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, I was a huge Rob Liefeld fan. Oh, okay, yeah. you know, 16 years old, <laughs> Image 1992, mm -hmm. everything's popping hard. I was a big fan. I was a huge fan. And then over time, the work never changed, it never got any different. And then the yeah. interviews you read and that sort of thing. It starts to taint, you know, the books never show up on time. Yeah. All that stuff starts to work against somebody. It was only when, like years later, when I, before I had finally shed that exterior of being a fanboy for him, I went on his uh, fan board, you know, on his, where he was interacting with people. And I was watching the way he was interacting and talking to people and some of the snide shit. I was already not, I was already rooting for somebody I didn't believe in. It was mm -hmm. enough to turn me off completely. Um, huh. That's very rare for that. Uh, anybody's going to do that. I mean, he's really my one case in point, and I, you know, and I probably bring him up way too much. And the hard thing, I mean, everyone, point, especially but... nowadays, everyone hates on him. I mean, he's. It's too easy to hate on yeah. him now. And I can see. I love him. <laughs> you don't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see from his perspective, I mean, he's going on there, and I'm sure everything he's seeing is people bashing on him. He's, re sure. he's re you know, retaliating. Of course. He's of rebuttaling. Course, of course. And you got to think that. I can't say I know it's a job at this point to him, and I can't say how seriously taking it. But this is his, you know, passion. This is what he loves doing. And when sure. people, you know, don't care if it's good, bad, or whatever, when someone puts that much effort into it and their heart and soul supposedly into something, they're going to be, you know. He's made a. He's had a great <laughs> career. Um, and the end of the day, you know, whether you like him or you don't like him, he's done more in the industry oh, than yeah. most people ever will. Yeah. I mean, the guy was on a fucking Levi's commercial when nobody <laughs> did that. You know what I mean? I mean, he would. Image guys popped <laughs> Wizard's Cherry. I yeah. mean, those two things happening at the same time with Wizard coming up and Image, those guys were rock stars, yeah. like you just said. <laughs> and they, you know, they they will always, yeah, that for that reason, they'll always get all of them. All seven of the original guys will yeah. always get a lot of respect for me for that. But, you know, everybody goes on, does their own thing. Exactly. Tom McFarlane wants to play hockey and Jim Lee's running DC. <laughs> and, you know, and Rob Liefeld is in the Rob Liefeld defension business, yeah. defending <laughs> business, you know. So everybody, you know, but you, but you know what? But at least they had that what yeah. five good years of the, I mean, in the they sun. Were, they you know? were selling comics like crazy back oh, then. Man. Independent comics selling million million copies. Who does that? I mean, Marvel Anything can't right sell over one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And they're you know? number one right now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> it was a good time, you know. I mean, and now, honestly, you know, I was when I was young, I was always a big fan of the nineteen sixties Silver Age stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, ninety two when all that happened, you know, even though the stories were terrible and the artwork <laughs> was 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 uh, was very cookie cutter manufactured. Wow. It was the best time to be a creator in comics. Oh, it was huge. I mean, it was. It really was. And, I, mean, you know, this, I mean, right what we're in right now is the closest, you know, comparison of what that was back then. 
I don't. I don't. I want. I will, I will go against you on that. Really? Well, I good. think we are completely corporatized, like everybody else. Now we have Marvel and DC running the well, show. I'm just for saying, everyone. with the amount of people paying attention to comic books, they're not paying attention to comic books. They're going to conventions and they're seeing movies. They're not well, reading the books. Yeah, I guess you're right. You and you know what? And then you know the Big Bang Theory is fantastic because it has helped with that crossover. But it's not. But when you look at, and I'm not gonna. You look in the end of the day, Jim Ross, who you know from WWE, said yeah. it the best. In the end of the day, our you know the product that we are going to do is reflected on the the fans who watch it. Whatever the fans want, in the end of the day, the fans always write, and that's the product we're going to push. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's why you get somebody like Stone Cold Steve Austin who popped out of anywhere. He was a bad guy, made good. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I'm using him as the example because now you're in comics. Everybody is about a few handful of characters. When you go to a convention, you walk through the uh, the artist alley, it's Harley Quinn, yeah, we were it's about Deadpool, <laughs> it's Catwoman, it's, you know, it's Poison Ivy, it's Batman. It's you know, like every artist has the same view. <laughs> so, and with that being said, it's like, you know, I didn't, when I got into doing comics, I came into it specifically to be do a creator own right. concept. And that's all, when you go to con, that's all people want to see is, you know, Daredevil, Batman, mm -hmm. you know, and, Harley Quinn and and so when I saw, when you know, it used to be the artist alley was people who were pushing their creator own books. Yeah. And now, and, and look, I got a lot of friends who are making their livings doing what I'm about to talk about. But, and, and so, and I will never d deny anybody the right to make a living and yeah. to, to sustain themselves. And if that's how you break into the industry and make it big, awesome. Again, it's not my, not my right to knock anybody. But when I used to go to conventions, it was about people putting out new concepts, new ideas, and putting in the work to put out a book so they could either get the book picked up by a publisher or get recognized by a publisher to do mainstream work. That's what it was. Now, it's more the people who are in the artist alley are, their big, their big career goal is to be a, a, a sketch card artist for Rittenhouse or, you know, who works <laughs> really? for Marvel and DC. Because well, there's good money that. in that. And, you know, I mean, to do a comic book, you're talking 24 pages, six panels a page. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, when you do a print, when you when you make a comic book, you know, you're a creator on a book, you're talking about, you know, $1.25 to $2.50, $3 to print the damn, damn comic. Mm -hmm. Where, you you know, spending all those hours drawing six panels to a page, 24 pages, a writer, artist, letterer, colorist, all that stuff needs to be worked into it. Everybody's got to get their piece of the pie when you go to sell the book. Then you, or you no could be problem. an artist who makes, or yes, and or you could be an artist who does one drawing on an 11 by 17 that you paid a 95 cents to get printed you and you sold it for $15. Bucks, 15 bucks, yeah. You know, it's no, it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, and that's why I don't get angry with anybody for doing that because the market has demanded that yeah. that's what you do. We are so, as a society, we are very, very much controlled by corporations who tell us what to like. I mean, whether it's whether it's Marvel telling you go watch our movies, mm -hmm. or if it's you know Dunkin' Donuts who's giving away samples, you you know you go to what you know. That's why Austin's so great because everything's mom and pop restaurants, local yeah. stores, things like that. The audience here it's starting as a, to change though. It is, it is, it is, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you go anywhere else, it's all. It's all Fuddruckers and Chick-fil-A's and Burger King's and chicken strips and all that. Yeah, it's all of that. And, you know, a macaroni grill and Olive Garden. And, you know, I mean, I want to go eat Italian food. I want to go to some place called, you know, Luigi's that I only exist on my block. Yeah, but you won't get all-you-can-eat breadsticks. <laughs> See, there you go. So, you know, so we just, so, uh, and you just, you just nailed it. You just nailed it because now I can't go to Luigi's because you want a bunch of free fucking breadsticks, asshole. I feel you know like the I mean? last, yeah. like, Burnett Road is the last local Austin uh, area. It's yeah. slowly changing apartments getting built up all the oh, businesses going see, out man. it is it is i mean but the the market's done the same thing you know i mean 
you know, people buy what they know. And I, as been as somebody who's been doing this for, you know, the last, you know, really from since 2010, I'll say that I did the first issue in 2007, but 2010 is when I feel like I really got my foothold in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you know, they're they're scared to read something they don't know. They're, yeah. They they don't want to invest the five dollars on, excuse me, on a comic book, but they'll drop fifteen on a print of Batman. Right. You know, <laughs> but I'm giving you twenty four pages of comics of, of jokes and humor and for stories and everything price. like that for tenth of the price. You know, yeah, for a third of what you're paying, and you know, and I'm giving you something brand new and different. But yeah, but this is Batman. Well, they just oh. want their friends to come over and be like, oh, sweet Batman. Get it from. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, you know, so it is what it is. I mean, it's not going to deter me from doing what I'm doing because right. if I was trying to make, well, a, if I was going to do this for should, a, I like, would think something like that would motivate you more. I mean, that's how I feel because I'm doing, yeah. I'm writing my book, I'm drawing it, I'm inking it, I'm coloring I'm doing everything and I want to do it that way. Right. Because it's just, no one does it anymore. Right. And I have this vision, this ultimate vision that I want it to be and I feel, not that I feel like I'm the only one to do it, but I feel like, you know, for it to be exactly how I feel, I want to do it this way. Because no one else is, you know. You know, and people should, you know, and, and, I, and I applaud you wholeheartedly, man. Do it. Do it. Well. Do it. Because, you know, I mean, as sadly, I mean, we are a dying breed, you know. And, and you know, I mean, not dying. I mean, they'll always be there. Yeah. But it's like, but, I mean, I'm very proud of the work that I've gotten to do. Whether it is, yeah, sure, it's a bunch of dick and fart jokes. I get that. <laughs> but it's mine. I mean, They're I got to put dick out. And fart yeah, I mean, I got to put out seven issues of Latex Avenger. I got yeah. a gigantic collection of Masters of the Obvious. I mean, we got to work on this with stuff with Stan Lee Foundation and Power yeah, Entertainment. That's awesome, man. I mean, who gets to do that kind of crap? So, you know, I'll get I'll, I'll get to work on and you know in uh, in. Uh, but it's in, ret- in retrospect, I'll get to work on that. I'm developing a project called Bigfoot Nose Karate right now, and a couple other. <laughs> Say things. it again. What? Bigfoot Nose Karate. Oh, Bigfoot Nose yeah, Bigfoot Karate. Bigfoot Nose Karate. I'm working on fuck? that. What? I heard fuck too. Uh, big fuck. big <laughs> fuck Nose Karate. Yeah. Big I was like, nose... this, I was thinking of a big fat fucker that knows karate. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like one move. It's a roundhouse. You know, Ooh. that's it. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's like Shani Carter spinning back fist. That's all I can do. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, look, it's been a great, it's been a great experience doing this, and I'm gonna continue working on stuff and coming up with new ideas. Yeah. I'm at the point now where television's really boring for me anyway. Yeah. So to sit, you know, to sit there and watch. Except for baseball. Well, baseball. <laughs> Come on, how can baseball be boring? Now everyone just thinks you're crazy. Yeah, no, no, I'm like, I'm like the, now officially the weirdest guy on the web. This guy hates Marvel, <laughs> but he loves baseball. I don't, and, I, and that's the thing. I don't hate Marvel. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm just trying to make a living like everybody else. Yeah. You know, but I'm. Not, not bashing on Marvel. Oh, yeah. You got to understand, my favorite books aren't Marvel books. Oh, when it's yeah. all said and done, that's the stuff I got raised on. Fantastic, and really like Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. I love the Fantastic Four <laughs> and early stuff like that. I mean, that's that's the stuff I get into. And then like with Masters of the Obvious, it was like Fantastic Four and Challengers of the Unknown were like the biggest things that we were yeah. looking at when we were putting it together. So anyway, that's good, man. More power to you. Get your stuff out there. Is there so that the uh, Bigfoot Nose Karate? That's the one kind of new thing that you're working on now. Um, that's other? been. I've been working on it for a while. I've got a couple that, and I'm working on another thing that I'm still just typing away on them both. It's uh, <laughs> it's called a uh, Blunt Force Cosplay Squad, and that's about us uh, cosplay <laughs> a cosplay superhero uh, superheroes. It's uh, kind of like. Uh, 
I don't know, like the Avengers meets the OC kind of stuff. I don't know how to put it. But uh, yeah. Um, Are they dressing up as like mainstream superheroes? No. Or? no, no okay, no, so no, they're no, dressing no. up as their yeah, own They're, they're dressing up as their okay. own thing. But they like that they get into arguments and switch costumes and somebody stole my eyeliner and this, that, and the other. But it's all, uh, but it's it's playing up on the, the archetypes of the cosplay world. I love archetypes, first yeah. of all. I really do. I love archetypes and stereotypes because they're hilarious. Oh. And so I do, um, so with this one, you got characters like um, the mechanic, who's like that guy who could build any costume out of anything. You know, um, <laughs> the MacGyver. Of yeah, cosplay. the MacGyver of cosplay. <laughs> and then like you got the unattainable fantasy, who's like the Angelina Jolie, looks way too good to be at the convention. You know, she's there. You know, and then you got the hipster douchebag character who shows up, and uh, the um, you know the furry character, and yeah. all of that stuff. Like so, they all show up in there, and. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's, it sounds a lot more funny than it really is. It's, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to the story, and I'm really stoked to, to get to play with the espionage behind everything that's going on because uh, uh, I, I can't remember the tagline for it right now, but it's going to be like making the world look good or something like that. You know, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit. The yeah. entire story. So we'll see. That's cool. That's yeah. Exciting. Whatever happened to that one show where they were all dressed up in costume, or maybe they were superheroes? It's a cartoon. There was like a uh, Captain Planet. No, there was a girl. That was a good show though. <laughs> that was a recent one. A girl was like a raccoon or something. It was a raccoon. Oh, that Comedy Central show. I think so. Or it was really, it was really raunchy and fucked up. Yeah. Um, drawn together. Drawn together. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, drawn together, dude. Drawn together is cool. I've seen a couple episodes of that. I liked the, uh, I liked the Pikachu character. Yeah. He's not pissed off and angry. Uh, he's great. Um, yeah, I liked Drawn Together when I saw it. I thought it was great. That was funny. Yeah. I don't like to play on the reality show. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> reality shows. Reality shows. Shows are horrible. I watch one a year. I watch one a year. One. Baseball doesn't count. No. Just to remind yourself <laughs> yeah. how horrible it is. Well, it's like, I, yeah, I mean, like, uh, well, I did try watching that Gene Simmons Family Jewels for a while there. That was so bad. It I didn't was even so know it was bad. a show. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well Gene Simmons, everything. you gotta check it out. But, you know, <laughs> but, I mean, it was kind of like the Osbournes or something. You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's very little reality show stuff. Why can't people just watch documentaries like a normal person, you know? The, I mean, the freaking the quarterback for Alabama is getting, getting reality shows. Really? AJ McLaren, yeah. <laughs> Because his wife showed up on the screen one time, and everyone obsessed with how like hot uh, his wife his wife is. And now they're like, oh, they're getting a reality show outside. <laughs> now that he's out of football. The only good reality <laughs> show was the original one, Cops. 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 Original reality Did show. Did you ever see uh, Troops? No. Did you ever see Troops? <laughs> Never. It was a video. It was a fan-made uh, Star Wars fanfic video that oh, was really? out there. It was uh, making fun of cops, but they were stormtroopers <laughs> out on the... Oh, nice. Oh, my I'll God. They, they got the whole Bad Boys song going yeah. on and the whole thing. And <laughs> they go and, uh, they, you know, some Jawas stole some droids, and they got to go check it out. And then they end up, like... And then, like, there's a, a domestic devi- domestic violence call that they have to go check out. It's at the home of... Uh, of um, Owen, uh, uh, no, at the home of Owen and Baru, and like, and, and Baru's going crazy on Owen, trying to beat him up, and like, oh, we've been here like three times in the last two weeks. What are you gonna do with her? <sighs> I can't take it anymore, man. I can't take it anymore. Owen, it's your call. We cannot take her out of here unless you say it. Go on, take her, take her. <laughs> They're dragging her away in cuffs. And, oh God, it's great. That's awesome. It's great. Have you seen? I don't know who made it, but there was this video. It was it was an episode of Cribs. 
but with stormtroopers. <laughs> it was like this one guy's house, and it was like a huge house party going on. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is me. Oh, this is my house. This is my cars. And he's just, everyone's in stormtrooper outfits. Yep. And Darth Vader makes a walk by. He's like, oh, shit. You know, I don't want to be on this. And then, like, outside at the pool party, like, Jabba the Hutt's outside. And yeah. there's, like, all these slaves around him. And it was pretty funny. I don't know who made that video. But did, did he do the thing, like, the, 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 the thing yeah, they always have to do on Cribs, which was I adopted it when people, like, give a tour of my home. I always walk in. Yo, welcome to my house. These are my pictures. Every time they point to the yard, these are my pictures. I love that line. That was like my favorite part. Oh, they nailed, they nailed the cribs, man. Oh, they, had, they had the fade cuts where everything's like... It was, it was badass. People nice. were playing pool in the billiard room. And it was good stuff. Nice, nice. It's awesome. Cool. We'll uh, wrap it up then here. Yeah. Can I do a quick plug for a few it. things real quick? Hell no. Okay, I'm going to do it. You anyway. got to go. All right. I'm going to do it real quick. Uh, please check out uh, mastersoftheobviouscomic.com uh, and also houndcomics.com. Uh, you know, definitely look at those. Um, I will be, like I said, working on Jasper's Starlight Tavern for Bob Sally from Hound Comics, as well as um, please uh, check out at Moto Comic uh, on Twitter. I'll be putting out information about the, uh, the classes at UT over there so um and check out ut's informal classes starting in january that'll be something that i'm working on and um other than that man i will see you guys around that's excited, so, man. Yeah. How, do you, how do you uh, what gotta get your education hell yeah man how do you feel about what i told you about coming to our after party selling some stuff you think you'd be able to do that i don't think i'll have anything to sell but i can definitely come by okay. that's for sure because like every like i said like uh I gotta I gotta ship some books out to some people, oh, okay. and I'm so out I'm out of everything. books. In fact, I'm actually having uh, issues printed to send directly over there. I'm having it oh, sent wow. from the printer to the store. That's exciting, though. Yeah. Secret stash, man. Yeah, secret <laughs> stash. So I'm stoked about that. That's so cool. anyway, cool, man. Well, they we uh, uh, Melt My Creations, Lloyd and Rand, Pot Pot, everybody will be at uh, Austin Comic Con this year. It's October second through the fourth. We're gonna also have a panel about podcasting on the on Saturday the fourth. From 4.30 to 5.15 in room 10AB. And we'll have our after party that Sunday, October 5th. And we're going to have... I'm booking it as a little little small kind of convention. We're going to have maybe about four or five local creators selling their comics and selling their artwork. We're going to have a live band, the Knights of Darkness, playing. And uh, we might just be doing some hijinks, maybe some live podcasting up on stage and shit, see what happens. Maybe some good cash time. giveaways, you know. Some cash giveaways, maybe. We'll Five, see what $10, happens. You know. Could be. You, Could be. you never know. Could be. You never know. That's going to be at Sherlock's at Burn It in 183. Big-ass asterisk mark on that one. But they can't see it. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for listening. Dan, Price, thanks for being on our show. Thanks, thanks, for having, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a good night. Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah, well, we're done. <laughs> Next week on Loiter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next week, people, it's all about this week. This week is Austin Comic Con. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Austin Comic Con is going down at the Austin Convention Center. Go see Melted Mind Creations on the main floor, booth number 1214-1214. We're going to be doing interviews with local writers and artists and creators. We're going to be giving away some sweet swag, buttons, pens, koozies, bags. We got shirts. We got all types of shit for all the fans out there. Come and see us, booth 1214, Austin Comic Con, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 4th. This week. Hell yeah!
Also, Saturday, October 4th, Melted My Creations is going to be hosting their own panel called How to Start Your Own Podcast and Kick Ass at It with us from Loitering And, the guys from the Pot Pod, our boy Eddie Rotten from Zombie Life Podcast. So go see us. That's 4.30 to 5.15 in room 10AB at the Austin Convention Center, Saturday, October 4th. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. But that's not it. What? (laughs) Let me tell you what. Sunday, October 5th, after Comic-Con is all said and done, Melted Mind Creations is still going to be going strong, hosting their own after party at Sherlock's on Burnett and 183 in North Austin from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. At 7, our good friends the Knights of Darkness are going to perform live. It's going to be a hell of a time. We're going to have some local writers and artists, creators, set up showing off their works, giving you the opportunity to buy some of their original art. It's going to be a good time. Be there. Sherlock's 183 and Burnett Road, Sunday, October 5th, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Just go. It's going to be a hell of a time. We'll be there. Loitering Ann, the Pot Pod will be there. Eddie Rotten will be there. The Knights of Darkness are going to be fucking blowing your brains out with some hard fucking metal. It's going to be a blast. Just go. That's all I got to say. Go. Woo! Loitering and.